people are more impressed. They have that great background with the curriculum, which is a very challenging one. We know that as parents, it's hard, you know, it's hard to get through everything because there's a, there's a lot there. If you do it, you'll be well prepared. But I think a lot of times it ends up being the homeschool students that have a little bit more authenticity of like who they are and like what they're doing with their education. Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw. Welcome friends to the Homeschool Journal today. Like I said, we're gonna talk about college admissions and my first guest is Sam Phillips, Director of Admissions at Christendom College. Sam, I'm so glad you're here with us today. Welcome. Thanks so much, Carrie. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me on. I am excited about our time today that we are going to spend talking about homeschoolers and the admissions process, but I want our guests to know a little bit about you first because they are going to understand my link. They're going to understand why I wanted Sam. Um, Sam, <laughs> yeah, well, really, you're going to have to hang in here because there's something unique about Sam, folks. Sam and his wife, Katie, are both homeschool graduates. They have five children, and they are homeschooling their oldest three. And yes, they use some Memoria Press. And so Sam is not only the director of admissions for Christendom College, he's been there since 2014, even though he's got a, a, a grand background before that. Um, and he's also a Christendom graduate with, it was a history major. Is that right, Sam? That is correct. Okay. So not only do we have a graduate of the school, he's director of admissions, he's a homeschool graduate, and he's a homeschooler. Sam, you are the entire package. Do you know that? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> some unique perspectives there, hopefully, for your families. Keep you with us. So the first thing I want to do, Sam, is I wanna I wanna share a little bit about Christendom College. So I just want to turn this over to you and you just share with us a little bit about um, Christendom, please. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thanks so much for having me on. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, we're big fans of Memorial Press. Our oldest three were using it. Um, so they're in fifth, fourth, and second grade. And my, my wife, of course, whenever dad say I'm a homeschooling dad, I'm sure all the moms in the audience laugh because they know <laughs> that that means, that means they check in at, at nighttime, but the, the moms carry the lion's share. And that's certainly the case with my family. My wife loves Memorial Press. It's been great. So we're, we're big fans there. Oh, yeah, thanks. So for Christendom, <laughs> It's a, it's a great joy for me to be here because my wife and I are both alums of the school. We're deeply impacted by it. And for those who are not familiar, we're, we're located in Front Royal, Virginia. Mm-hmm. We're a small Catholic liberal arts institution. Mm-hmm. We were founded in the 70s really in response to the crisis in higher education and really in the crisis yes. of Catholic higher education. For some listeners might be aware, there's a, an event called the Land of Lakes Conference in 1967. Because on paper, there are about 100 or so, 200 Catholic universities, and you know, there's right. this rich tradition of the liberal arts and strong Catholic identity, and it's really at the conference that these university presidents unfortunately came together, and there's this notion that somehow they need to be taken more seriously by the Ivy League schools, and they couldn't do that if they were adherent to magisterial teaching, and so there is the movement to move away from that. And so it's kind of this false notion that somehow faith and reason are in conflict. So you have a real loss of the Catholic identity, and you have a real calling, actually, of the traditional liberal arts that mm-hmm. had kind of defined not just Catholic, but mostly, you know, even secular university curricula before that. So our founder, Dr. Carroll, was coming into that vacuum and saying, you know, the church developed the university system. We have this beautiful um, patrimony, and I want to offer this time-tested approach where the truth and its pursuit is at the center of what we do, where the faith informs all aspects of life, and I'm going to call it Christendom. And we joke from a marketing point of view, the name is horrible because many people cannot pronounce it. You know, it's <laughs> a term that's been lost in our modern vocabulary where 
when I go on the road, I'm introduced as being from Christian Dome, Christian oh. Dome, one oh, time dear. from Crimson. <laughs> you, never, you, you never know what you're going to get. And yet we couldn't have any other name because it speaks to the particular mission of our school, which is the idea that, you know, talking back to a time and place in which the faith permeated and informed all aspects of life. Yes, you know, we live in a absolutely. very compartmentalized world today where the faith and the truth is a thing that you do for an hour on a Sunday, maybe. And rather than it being a very robust worldview that elevates and gives beauty and dignity to all aspects, to architecture, music and art, you know, I'm more impressed. Mm-hmm. You guys that- seek to do that in all your different courses and so show how beauty and truth should inform that. So that was the background of Christendom is really to give students that real immersion in the faith and true, you know, the true, the good, the beautiful, and, and to form students who are going to go out and to impact the culture that, you know, the higher education now is just a mess. They're indoctrination centers where you yes. know, the main pursuit is ideology and have a true education grounded in the truth where people can go out and carry out our mission, which is to restore all things in Christ. That's so that's right. kind of a, a brief rundown of the school and um, happy to go into more particulars there. But that's kind of hopefully the mission uh, of Christendom, which is a very specific particular one here within the, the sc- scope even of, of more conservative universities. You know, and the truth, the good and the beautiful, I, I, I know where your campus is. It is beautiful. It is set in just a beautiful setting. And and I'm happy to know many graduates actually of Christendom in my life. Um, and they all speak very highly of it. Um, so, so thank you for introducing that in such a beautiful way in that, you know, the purpose of of higher education in should be that Christ permeates our life. It can, he continues to permeate our life coming out of our homeschool, you know, education um, and our faithful families. So let's let's turn to homeschoolers a little bit. And I want to ask if you think in the admissions process that that homeschoolers should be worried about any type of competitive status in this application process to colleges and universities. Sure, that's a great question. It's hard to answer. It's sort of a yes and no answer. So to give you some background for, for here at Christendom, so in my office, the majority of my staff were all homeschool grads. As you mentioned, I was homeschooled all the way. My dad would say I was homeschooled you know, in utero from, from the beginning before I was even born You know, with, with what was going on there. But um, so, so we're very familiar. We love homeschoolers. 60% of our student body comes from a homeschool background. Amazing. It's a great destination for there. Amazing. And obviously, as you guys know, um, you know homeschooling is dramatically on the rise, and mm-hmm. that's been you know, accelerated by uh, COVID and, yes. and people not having in-person options there. So on the one hand, uh, I'd say homeschoolers really stand out because of that background, because they have, especially at a school like Christendom, they have already the confidence and familiarity with dealing with challenging texts and, and having to articulate their ideas and thoughts in a written and oral format and all those elements there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is getting a little bit more competitive in the sense, and I know you're going to have Hillsdale on, Later on, but yes. both Christendom and Hillsdale, you know, the interest level has gone through the roof. Yes. Um, but I think, you know, definitely, again, people are more impressed. They have that great background with the curriculum, which is a very challenging one. We know that as parents, it's hard, you know, it's hard to get through everything because there's a, there's a lot there. And if you do it, you'll be well prepared. So, yeah, it's a yes and no in that, on the one hand, homeschoolers across the board, I think, stand out. I think even secular schools recognize that there's a real strength and ability and a preparation that homeschoolers have. Um, but I would say that in some of these smaller schools, Christian included, it is getting more competitive in the sense just that more and more people are, are flocking and recognizing the need 
for this kind of time-tested approach in education. Wonderful. So you start the process early and you reach out to the missions offices of whatever schools you're considering. Mm-hmm. And things are going to be particular to each school. We work with you know hundreds of families here, all these different schools you might be considering. So the big thing I would encourage families is to to start early. Don't wait till senior year. Great. You know, have a plan, start sophomore year, start making your list, your checklist of what's important to you, a list of here are the things I must have in a college. Here's a list of things I don't want to have in a college. And then maybe a third list of this would be nice, but not essential. And from there, start reaching out to schools, start visiting schools. Um, so you have a plan in place. Well, I love that very practical, um, you know, approach there. Thank you so much. And it is something that we employed in our house. You know, my last my, my caboose is now a ninth grader and, and we're doing the same thing. You know, there's, there's a focus in ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th and what we accomplish every year to, to get to that goal. You know, and I spoke with another mom the other day, just an offhand conversation about, you know, preparing for college. And, and I think our perspective at home has been, you know, shoot for the moon um, because college may not be the, the path that you end up taking. But if you don't start there with that goal in mind, you could find yourself behind. So, you know, you mentioned starting Absolutely. as a sophomore, you know, we're in our house going, okay, you're a freshman and everything you do matters at this point in time. It's all on record. So uh, it, that that's a little bit of pressure, but you know, it's time for these kids to see that goal and to place it before them. And yeah. I think that homeschoolers can tend to be um, really... Uh, you know, ahead of the game in a way that by that time, if they're homeschooling high school, you know, these are kids that have had to keep themselves organized, you know, um, and keep themselves on track. And so it it is a transition that the parent has to guide. Um, but I think it's it's one that's quite frankly, in, uh, in many cases, already ingrained. So thank you for that very practical advice and insight absolutely to what it is that parents are looking for at the next step and students are looking for at the next step. So, so let's stay in the homeschool experience. Let's transition to in college. So can you give us any insight into your experience with homeschoolers in campus life, like particularly at Christendom? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So my, my, what I'm going to describe is, is unique to Christendom and I don't think is necessarily a description of most college campuses, although there's certain elements. So here's what we find. We're, we are a school of 550 students. Small, so for any homeschool right. family, that's big, right? Because everything's big. But for most <laughs> people, that's a small, that's a very small college. And, and that's by design, meaning that mm-hmm. we're committed to having a personalized approach, an education on a humane scale. I know all the students by name. We have lunch that's together beautiful. as a school community. That is an essential element there. Um, and so for homeschoolers, I think homeschoolers in particular, the reason we have 60% are coming from homeschool background, the reason so many families choose Christendom is because they see it as a perfect continuation of what was begun at home. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the size presents a great context for homeschoolers to really thrive. In other words, academically, they have that great preparation where it's a very challenging curriculum we have. You're mm-hmm. taking 18 it credits. Is. There's a lot of reading and writing and primary sources. And, and you know, maybe sometimes there's some deficiencies in note-taking or this or that because they haven't been in a formal classroom setting. But, you know, m- majority of our valedictorians and salutatorians have been homeschoolers over the last couple of years. So they do very well in that setting. I think homeschoolers have um, a confidence as far as asking questions, connecting with professors, uh, really jumping in there. And then on the social level, I just see homeschoolers just really flourish here. I think so too, and that's why you know this first um, of my of my college themed podcast is 
is starting with our small private Christian colleges um, because of that familiarity that can be um, brought by these smaller colleges, these smaller communities. And, and I know, I know we say that even any jump, you know, from out of homeschool can be a big jump, you know, any jump in numbers is a big jump. And while there are, you know, definite advantages uh, to a larger school or disadvantages to a large school, each of them have their, their own package, you know, and it's just like you said before is making that list of what it is that you want to step into, to get out of it, who it is that you want to become while you are a student away from home um, is all part of that decision-making process. So um, I just want to, I want to comment here that um, Christendom was ranked one of the top 20 um, best colleges for homeschool students by best colleges, uh, bestschools.org, I think it is. I don't know if you even knew that, but um, that's, it, it's a good <laughs> yeah. list. It's a good list and you're on it for sure. And and now after talking to you, I definitely know why. Um, so Talk about, um, you've, you've really talk, helped us understand why Christendom is such a fit for homeschoolers, but there's more. You know, there's some specific things that you all do to make sure that homeschoolers feel valued and sought after, aren't there? That is correct. So on Saturday, October 9th, we have our Homeschool Visit Day. This is an annual event. It's an open house admissions event. And so I invite all families who are listening, if you want to see what Christendom is like, come on out. We'll have various presentations. Students will be able to attend sample classes. We actually have the president of the Cardinal Noom Society, Patrick Riley, who some listeners might be familiar with. Yes, absolutely. Who helps with a guide (laughs) on evaluating Catholic schools. He'll be speaking. He's a student here at Christendom. Uh, it's a great time to be a Christian. We have a beautiful new chapel that's being constructed. So talking about, you know, giving an example to culture of things that are beautiful. We have, it's a gorgeous Gothic. It looks like a cathedral. We can't technically call it that because it's just a chapel, no, but right. uh, a great chance to come out and see that. The other thing, the other uh, bug in the yard throughout there is we have a summer program. It's called the best week ever. I know it's high praise, but that's what participants consistently describe it as. And it's for students who are going into their senior year. So for any of you all who have students who are juniors right now, this would be a great thing to look into. We have five one-week sessions during the week at the best week ever. They're attending classes in philosophy, theology, history, literature, going to mass, hiking, canoeing, debates, talent show. It's an incredible experience. I'll warn you, though, we do fill up quickly. It opens up on December 1 for applications. And last year, I think we filled up in February and had like a 100-plus person waiting list. So anyone who's interested, you can find more information both about our homeschool visit day and our 2022 Best Week Ever Summer Program at christendom.edu. Okay. And we'd love for more Memorial Press families to give Christendom a look. That is very, very helpful. Thank you so much. And again, just that perspective of, you know, the the true, the good, the beautiful, that that continuation of community, that continuation of, of virtue, that continuation of faith, you know, beyond that which our families are working to place in the hearts of their children while they're at home. So I'm really Absolutely. grateful for your time here, Sam. Grateful that your family is homeschooling, that you are carrying on <laughs> that tradition, creating generational homeschoolers. I absolutely love it. Thanks for all that you do. And thanks for being with us, Sam. Thank you so much, Carrie. I really appreciate the opportunity. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back. Okay, we are here with Ben Strickland, and he is visiting from Hillsdale College, and we're really lucky to have him actually here in the studio. It was just by chance that Ben, in his 
what you call travel season, right. um, is coming through Louisville, Kentucky yes. and carved out a little bit of time for us. So I'm really excited to have you, Ben. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. And on the fly too. Yeah, right. 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 And amazing when it works out. <laughs> So, Ben, first, you are a, an admissions counselor at Hillsdale College. Right. You've been there for, you called it three seasons. Three, yeah, three because seasons. Because yeah. it's this travel season. That's it's a very right. cyclical thing. Yes. So, tell me a little bit about what you do as an admissions counselor for Hillsdale College. Okay. So, going into that like cycle, um, over the summer, it's really, that's usually when people are hired and you, you're in review of what you're going to plan to do next year, like the next like uh, crop of, of students coming in um, and what you did last year. When your first year, you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and <laughs> then, even as an admissions counselor, you uh, have no idea what's yeah, going on. <laughs> holy smokes. And then, and then they, they throw you in the deep end, which is travel season. So we have 10 admissions counselors and they go across the country based on their territories. So like I have the entire state of Kentucky, Mm-hmm. And I also have um, Greater Michigan, which is all of Michigan except for Detroit. Okay. Don't really know why I have. Don't the two know why. Of them, I'm, I'm but, explain that one either. But I don't know. I like Kentucky, <laughs> so I'm glad to be here. Um, and so that uh, goes from beginning of September to the end of October wow. for for most okay. people. Okay. Um, and we were going across the country, going to high schools. Um, and one of the biggest things is doing interviews in the evenings. So like. This afternoon, I have, I think, three or four interviews. Thanks for staying on the road for these these students. Really, really, it's amazing what you all do. So let's get to homeschool students. And and I want to dispel maybe some misconceptions. They're not misconceptions for me, but I think that they're out there. And I think that even some of our homeschool parents are are concerned about these things, that that homeschool student um, heading into college is shy, um, sheltered, um, unsocialized. That's the word I hear. You know, we all hear that one. So can you help me just talk, uh, dispel a little bit of these misconceptions? Tell me what that homeschool student is like in your experience at Hillsdale College. I think like <laughs> all of those misconceptions are, are sometimes can be just like personality. It doesn't actually Absolutely. matter where you go to school. I've had like I went to four years of public school and I probably was all of those things <laughs> going into college. So that's just like that's something that um, if you are those things like that happens. But I think a lot of times it ends up being the homeschool students that have a little bit more. I think probably because of the choice of being homeschool, a little bit more authenticity of like who they are and like what they're doing with their education. If they're just like kind of forced to go to class to this like school that they don't really like um that's gonna i think have like academic and also like social repercussions but like if you are like at home you are in charge of your like schedule and you're you're you have i mean obviously have like your curriculum but you're doing it because you really care about it like those those are the people we want at hillsdale and that oftentimes ends up being homeschoolers um so it's 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 a really nice transition at times. Well, I love the word you said, authenticity. I think that's, um, I I would, if I were in your shoes, that'd be something I'd be looking for, you know? Um, and, and so you, you, but you did also touch on the responsibility of a homeschool student in high school. And, and how do you see that, um, that preparation, that homeschool preparation is, is a homeschooler prepared for the rigors of college life? 
I think probably Memorial Press uh, homeschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> not to give you guys a little plug there, but uh, I think they're, I I they're think we're pretty. Not, we're not averse to a plug. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're pretty uh, prepared. It, it really ends up being what, what have you been doing? I think it's like it's what is your curriculum? Sometimes there's online APs and things like that, but the people are basically we want people to challenge themselves. Mm -hmm. And there are some homeschool curriculums. If it's, you know, someone making up their own curriculum or something like that, that can sometimes be not great. Mm -hmm. um, that they're, the, the challenges of Hillsdale are, are really terrible. Um, but, uh, but it is, if, if you are challenging yourself and, and you're doing, um, you know, rigorous classes, I think, like in Memoria Press. And, mm -hmm. But it turns out um, it's not just like their GPA and their transcript aren't the, the only things it's we look the at. Content. So it's it's what it's yeah it's what those things are. And I think an advantage of homeschoolers at times is they get to provide. And this is maybe like a something that I would encourage people to do is to include like a reading list or like a course description of the things that they've done. If it is like um, a little bit more unofficial. Okay. Um, and that's something where you can kind of describe to the admissions counselors, and this is, I'm speaking from my own um, experience from like reading applications. Um, but it's really nice to see like, okay, what is, like you have an A in English, like what does that what does actually that mean? mean? Right, where because, does it come from? Because, you know, public school, they can't do that. They have, you know, they have their you know, thousands of kids and they just, you know, send you an A. And if it's an A and an AP, like we can understand something from that. Okay. But like, if it's an A in a homeschool, that's kind of a very variable uh, thing. So giving so, the admissions counselors that content, what yeah. you covered. Well, yeah, what did you read in, the, in mm -hmm. that English class? And if you're in classical education, it's going to be pretty rigorous. That it really is. So in a world where college is um, expensive, yeah. time consuming. Totally. Um, you know, and, and there's so much out there about, you know, trade schools are available. Not that that's a worthy thing. And mm -hmm. it's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. Can you help me um, understand why should homeschoolers go to college? Yeah, or why anybody should go to college, really. <laughs> um, that's one of my interview questions usually. So if there's someone. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> why, you know, why I go to college? Um, and I, I think one of the, the biggest things, and maybe this is just like personal experience, is <laughs> the amount of of growing that I still did. And maybe this is like, I don't know, a guy or something being, you know, immature or something like that. Um, but the amount of, of growing both socially and academically, just like just my headspace uh, out of high school, um, I can't imagine what that <laughs> person would be like now. Um, so it's, I think it's definitely, uh, at least at Hillsdale, the goodness and beauty that I saw in my own life was, that to be to wrestle you know something about uh really wanting to be a part of something mm -hmm. um both social and academic so and societal and and societal, and societal. right you know this knowing is, of yourself what it is that you are becoming mm -hmm. you know when you're on the other side of that college experience however long that is you know yeah, you're right. pre-med you've got more to go oh, you know, right. something pre-law something like that but yeah you know so I I, th I think it was on on the the social side of things. It's just to it's a very unique thing to just like live with people your own age for four years. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's such a cool. I don't know. It's a really cool thing. Um, 
and and something where it's not this absolute freedom anarchy that I think so I think there's maybe an increase in people not going to colleges because um it's maybe like a you know hot topic or something like that but I think higher education is is a shadow of what it used to be I would completely Uh, agree and then there's parents like me conservative Christian parents mm. that are nearly afraid to send our kids, oh, yeah. you know, out into that next step, um, particularly if they're not going to a, a Hillsdale um, type place. But you know what? What's gonna What's gonna happen to them? I see parents' kids being eaten up all the time by you know these liberal institutions, yeah. and and so there's some fear on the side of a parent sending a kid, to, you know, to that next step. I don't think I'd be afraid if they were going to Hillsdale. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, any any college that like, um, you know, markets themselves or like their priorities are the um, you know betterment of your child. I don't I don't think that most like state schools or something like that are like, hey, we're going to make your chi- yeah, like yeah, your kid right. better. Um, they're probably going to say like for we're the sake get- of goodness and beauty. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe do they even know those words? Do they know where those words came from? <laughs> And this is, I don't want to like just absolutely trash state schools, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it is something that, that, uh, living with an honor code and, and something like, I always want to know, uh, just simply like, what are good books to read? Mm-hmm. And like, if, if I was just, I guess I had like the classics that I, I think I had a pretty, I had a pretty good high school education. So like, that was really nice for me. And I could maybe like, scratch the surface of that but like understanding like what is good out there and understanding what does it mean to be good um both as a person and also just like um to be to be steeped in that kind of um virtuous education mm-hmm. um but something that that uh a historian described the liberal arts as as being or giving its students is um it gives its students a uh a philosophical habit of mind, mm-hmm. which I think is such a cool phrase. And and that is like, that is true. Like, that's what I have. Like, that's something that I didn't like, mm, I'm like going to go into college and I'm going to find my philosophical habit of mind. Like, no, not a chance. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to like make friends. <laughs> um, and I did that. Uh, but also I think educationally and, and socially, that's what, that's what Hillsdale and liberal arts schools do. Um, and that kind of like critical mind is something that's super important mm-hmm. uh, in this day and age. And I would just say to parents that, you know, it's it's a prayerful um, decision. Yeah, uh, right. It's a decision that we have to go into with our eyes absolutely wide open yeah. and with our children well grounded um, in, in the values and the virtues. Thank you for using that word yeah. of the home. So let's let's talk about that marriage of or transition from classical education in the home. Mm. To Hillsdale College, yeah. a liberal arts college. Yeah. So h- tell me about that transition for, for for kiddos coming out of, I call them kiddos, sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. I still call um, them kiddos. <laughs> I look the same know. age as that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're close. Yeah. Um, Close than I am, that's for sure. But um, so coming out of high school, you know, into this wonderful liberal arts education at Hillsdale College, what's that transition like? And then what about that student that is furthering their education in a liberal arts school where they have a mom, yes, like me, that's back at home going, get a job, yeah, right. get a job, Please. you've got to have an occupation. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so kind of give me some information and insight on that. So, yeah, uh, the that's a great question. Um, the the transition into the college sphere, especially 
classical liberal arts college sphere like Hillsdale, I think is really great for the classical students. I think that it's almost for them. I think sometimes public school kids or, or private school kids who aren't steeped in classical literature, um, they have a lot, a lot of work to do. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's almost uh, y- the things that you have seen before, you're getting depth in them, which is really beautiful. And you're seeing the connections between the classes that you might have seen in high school, but um, you, you're really try- truly understanding them in, in the college sphere. So that, that, I mean, that's a little plug for liberal arts school, but. Sure. And there um, may be some overlap, right? Yeah. In, yeah. in content. Right. Yeah. The similar books are read, probably, you know, the Odyssey, Iliad, um, Paradise Lost, things like mm-hmm. that are going to be, um, you know, depending on your professor, probably done in our great books classes. But um, the, the depth, uh, especially like here at Highlands Latin and, and other schools, a lot of their, your teachers were taught by these professors, which is just this mm-hmm. new depth and this new um, level, which is just really exciting. Um, but to get to like, I guess, the practicality of a liberal arts education. That's, um, that's the mom question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest things is, um, is truly kind of understanding the sort of like problem. It's almost like mental habits that you mm-hmm. get, that you get into. Um, and especially at Hillsdale, we have majors as well. I think there are, there are some colleges that are actually truly liberal arts colleges where mm-hmm. all you major in li- the liberal arts and like that is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's goodness and beauty in that, but um, so we have a core curriculum that's going to go freshman, sophomore, and then going into junior, senior, if, you know, depending on how you want to do it. Um, but we have, you know, really uh, strong, you know, pre-med programs and pre-law programs and going into business. Economics has been, I think, the last two years been our most popular major. So um, those majors, I think, I think the, the, the liberal arts side of things and the core help in an incredible amount of things, but it kind of gives you an academic foundation. Um, and then you're going to build on that mm-hmm. with a major. And I think you're going to be able to handle that major and and kind of bring in your own, um, your own self into that major really well. And with more, I think, yet again, authenticity, um, which is something that we, you know, we want to bring in That's people right. that like that. Um, and a lot of times it comes down in the business sphere, um, and I haven't like hired anybody before, but <laughs> it really, I've been told that it really comes down to like who you are and, and what, what kind of person are you and what are your priorities and having the, um, the knowledge base is really important. And we, and you get that from Hillsdale, but almost like the kind of X factor, this, like, like this sort of subtle thing is how do you treat people and, and how do you talk to them? And that's like the habits at Hillsdale of treating people with, you know, honor and respect and goodwill, um, which is something we have an honor code, and that's something that we kind of hold our students to a higher standard. Um, that kind of practice, and then also in the academic realm of um, understanding things that you maybe aren't comfortable with, like maybe you don't like Latin, you know, Latin. Uh, maybe you don't like English, maybe you don't like science, but um, understanding the goodness of those things and right. 
no, I'm dare I say like suffering through them is that is, is, so is a great <laughs> it's that a great so thing beautiful. moms anybody out there <laughs> yes. dads uh, yes we just use the word suffering in a college <laughs> oh, yeah. um, because it, that it is the person that they become it's the person that they bring to you and that's what I think homeschoolers again using your word of authenticity what homeschoolers really can set themselves apart in um, a way that they set themselves apart. But that authenticity, when um, grown within a school such as Hillsdale, and there are many wonderful schools, oh, yeah. you know, that that focus on the same thing. Um, when you're on the other side, whether you have that just liberal arts education or you've got the economics or the pre-med or whatever, it translates. It absolutely translates. And this is coming from a mother who has sent, you know, some out in the world looking for the job, right? Yeah, right. And have come off the payroll. That's a really cool thing, okay? Um, and, and it's a joy that you want for your children. So so thank you for all of the words of wisdom, the the authenticity, the share, the, the suffering, the, you know, what students become when they're at Hillsdale. And I know that Hillsdale is a school that is really focused on that. Oh, yeah. Is the entire person. Um, you know, I hear that so much from, uh, you know, uh, other schools, big state schools, as they come in, they look at the entire person, but Hillsdale sends that entire person out back yeah. into the world. So, so kudos to you guys. You're doing an amazing job. Is there anything else that you want to share, particularly about Hillsdale College, mm. since you have our audience here? Yeah, wow. This is, <laughs> you put me on the. I did. I did. I put you on the seat. spot there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think. Um, I think talking to your admissions counselor is really huge and maybe I'm a little yeah, biased. That's <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, if they're in Kentucky and Michigan, yeah, if, greater Michigan. <laughs> and you can find them. It's very easy to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's something where I think we have a much more personal admissions process than most other schools. And we can. We're not getting, you know, um, I'm used to talk, talking about University of Michigan, but I'm sure UK is pretty similar in numbers of just like, 60,000 applications yeah, a year huge. like right. you, know, you can't right. you can't be personal there no. um but uh even though we have like an increase in apps like it's it's still something that i i get to to know who these people are and that they are people and um i'm trying to gauge if they're going to be that like authentic curious sort mm -hmm. of person because hillsdale is great and it's it's a good environment but it is really like who are these people who are coming here um, and it's, 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 you know, your choice of, of participating and, and doing the things that Hillsdale is offering is, um, is the most important thing. So that's something where get to know your admissions counselor, sure. uh, do an interview, um, hopefully with them, um, care about your essays and things like that, because there is someone and multiple people who are reading every single word, mm. um, and trying to understand who you are as a person. Um, and I from think it's that. especially true of a school like Hillsdale. Yeah, you know that can keep that personal. And if um, and if you level. if you have that like thought when you're applying to state schools, like that's going to be a great state school app too. So like, <laughs> not to like I don't know be like prideful like use Hillsdale as a standard, but like I don't know like use Hillsdale as a standard. <laughs> that's okay. Like, we we really care about you, and if you are able to understand like show us what kind of person you are mm -hmm. through an application. Like, oh, good on you. Like, that's so sweet. That's awesome, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for all of your insights and of your course. perspective. 
Um, it's, it's, you're right, it's applicable across all of your applications, you know? Um, so we're grateful again that you have spent today with us and I know that our families will reap great benefits from all the wisdom that you had to share. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.